BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast Zoom edition. We've got Claude on the feed. Hey, Claude. Trigger alert. Hey, guys. I am getting major flashbacks, PTSD. Yeah. To the Zoom chronicles of the morning toast, but we are back in quarantine Zoom podcast episodes for the next two weeks. For the next two weeks, because we went to Newport, Rhode Island this weekend and we had the most sensational time, like truly one of the best weekends of our lives. But unfortunately, that also meant that when we got back, we had to quarantine because Rhode Island is on the quarantine list. So here we are doing Zoom Toast. Yes. And while Zoom Toast is not my favorite medium to toast through, I am not mad at all about being back in quarantine. I actually (laughs) low-key did miss it a little bit. I'm feeling right at home. I've got Mad Men on deck, and I'm also going to watch Emily in Paris. So I have like a slate of content that's just been waiting for me to quarantine again. You've been waiting for this one. Turn it up! I understand how you're feeling. It's like when I knew that we had to quarantine again for two weeks, I wasn't like so forlorn. Um, Definitely the idea of Zoom toast is better than it actually feels in practice. But I am looking forward to reuniting in a big way with my Peloton. And Mm. like maybe this quarantine could be the one that it was supposed to be where like, you know, like Peter Facinelli like got trimmed during quarantine. Maybe that could be me. Mm, yeah I I just I'm no Raven Simone I can't see the future but I do know that that's not going to be how my quarantine ends up and I'm okay with that I just want to say like you talk a big game but you were the one in the car yesterday who said it too you said oh maybe I'll you know I don't know what you said but that was your idea of like a glow a quarantine glow up yes I was partially kidding um but you you, you know what you never know serious manner you never never know. know You never know. And this means you can spend more time with Thea, which I think is the priority. It's a win for absolutely everyone. It is. Except for the people who love to watch on YouTube. It's just so funny that, like, we went away for three days and now we have to quarantine for 14. But I personally live 14 for three. Like, I wouldn't (laughs) trade this weekend for anything. We need to talk about Newport, Rhode Island. What a marvelous, fabulous, quaint little port town filled with fabulousness and fabulous restaurants, fabulous people, fabulous toasters, toasters galore. It was the bread aisle at the supermarket. Some of the most fabulous toasters I've ever met in my life. There were toasters. Chic. You guys, the toasters in Newport, Rhode Island were just on like another level of outfits, elegance, and just like vibe I don't know it was elevation it was, such, it was such a pleasure to meet them so if you're a Newport toaster who we met like it was so nice to meet you it was just it was everything. so nice to meet you yeah like the conversations the outfits like it was just a really pleasant experience we we really packed a lot into the weekend we got the most out of our Newport experience if you were following along on Instagram you know that we were heavily inspired by Taylor Swift the last great American dynasty Well, it's just interesting how Newport, Rhode Island over the last, hmm, I don't know, two months has really become like a pop culture corner of the earth between Real Housewives of New York at the Clark Cookhouse throwing ravioli and then Taylor Swift in her mansion, you know, and Rebecca Harkness. I just felt like there were so many pop culture metaphors. And for a couple pop culture connoisseurs, us being there was, it was overwhelming. Honestly, it was like a research work trip, you know? Yeah, R&D, research and development. 
we also did follow in the footsteps of the Real Housewives of New York before us. We went to the restaurants and the hotel that they stayed at. And like, really, those women know how to live. It was like following their itinerary was just the highlight of our weekend. Yeah, it was it was really just a fabulous weekend. And I can't recommend Newport as a tourist destination if you're able to go and if you're allowed to travel in whatever state that you're in. Add it to the list. It was really fabulous. Really fabulous. Until our ride home yesterday. Do you want to share with everyone what happened, Claudia? <laughs> okay, yes, I will. I will. Because it is not my fault, okay? Here's what happened. Jackie and I don't have a car. We uh, rented a car. Well, you're starting we're, from the way beginning. Well, because it's important when yes. you see like who we had to call. So we had a rental car. Of course, when we get there, we like upgraded to like the best possible car because that's what we do. And we had a fabulous time in our Jaguar. The whole weekend, the Jaguar just really elevated like an already premium weekend. 100%. And on Sunday, we woke up and, you know, I'm the type of person, I don't like to dilly-dally in my location. I'm like, let's get up and get the fuck out. Even if I had the best weekend ever or the worst weekend ever, like I'm waking up at nine and I'm in the car at 9.30. I woke up everyone. I rallied everyone. We were making amazing time. It's 190 miles. So it's roughly between three and four hours, depending how slow or fast you drive. But the Jaguar was just like taking me, you know? And we stopped in Madison, Connecticut for the first stop like a little tinkle maybe a snack um parked the jag right in front front parking spot great spot i grab the keys we walk into the rest stop jackie goes to uh mcdonald's where'd you go duncan duncan i love those breakfast wraps so good i had to pee so the car keys are in my brassiere and i um go to the bathroom. And you know, this is what I get because I actually don't really squat. And the Madison, all, you know, all the rest stops in Connecticut are low key, like stunning, like malls. Yeah, no, it's not even low key. Like they have this aesthetic to them and they're so beautiful, stunning and smart. And they have the best restaurants inside. Like the governor of Connecticut who made that his initiative, like I'm going to clean up our rest stops, but yeah. it deserves a raise. It was so Just, beautiful. Like, we and, have and the one, outside has one this thing, like <laughs> one thing we would change. There's one thing we would change because I went to the bathroom and I squatted and my car keys were in my brassiere. And as I'm peeing, I hear kerplunk. I'm like, oh shit. I assumed it was my phone. My phone was also in my bra. So I pee and I turn around and it's the fucking car keys. And I'm like, shit, 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 shit. I'm like mentally preparing myself to stick my hand in a public toilet that I just peed in. And before I could get my hand in there, boom, the automatic flush goes off and my keys are gone, gone. And I'm like, there's no way that the toilet could suction them up. I'm like waiting for them to flow back out. So not only... Is it like really settling in how stranded we are? I then realized I have to go and <laughs> tell the group that I fucked up. And I just know like if somebody in the group had fucked up and come to me and been like, we're stranded, I literally never would have spoken to them again. And I was about to be that person. Now, everyone thought I was joking at first, which was really frustrating because I'm like, we don't have time. I'm not fucking joking. Then everyone started to understand and everyone started to pitch in. So, Jackie's friend, Sam, she said she's going to go literally stick her hand down the toilet all as far as she can go and see if she can get it. I went to the car. Thankfully, I'm so irresponsible. I didn't lock the car on our way out. So the car, praise be, was unlocked. Praise be. Like, you don't understand how important this detail is because if our things were trapped in the car, I brought my nicest things for this weekend. And then like, whatever happens to this car, like we have to follow it. And then, or we have to like, call the police and have them bash a window and like it's a rental car and like I can't imagine the bill on that one. A Jaguar? The fact that the car was open is the only reason why you are here to tell the tale today, Claudia. So yes, while it was 100% completely my fault, I do think that it's worth noting that I got us out of that rest stop in 45 to 60 minutes, I would say. I got a tow truck through the rental company, which I did purchase insurance. Thank God I never purchased insurance. Got insurance. The tow truck man said, you can leave. I called a random ass Connecticut car service to come and pick us up. They came in 30 minutes. We were... At the rest stop, 
by 12, we were out of there by one. And I yeah. just think that's commendable. And I think that it's okay. And no, it was okay. It all worked out. It worked out fine. It's like a hilarious, crazy fucking story. And that this is why people, you, you wear a purse to the rest stop bathroom. And so- 100% that is the takeaway. Yeah, a purse or a, something with pockets. The other takeaway is that if this episode makes its way to the Connecticut governor, maybe yes. you could give us one more second on that automatic flush. Extremely because hasty flush. Very hasty. And I was talking to the janitor because I was very upset. And he was this lovely man. And I was like telling him this crazy thing that happened to me. And he said, lady, you are not the first person this has happened to. It happens all the time. And last week, some woman ran in here really quickly accidentally lost her keys with the flush and couldn't get back in her dog was stuck in the car thank god every rest stop i'm telling you these rest stops have thought of everything in connecticut every rest stop also has a police precinct in it so they just grabbed the police and the baton they opened the car they bashed the window and the dog was okay but it's like why is this problem not solved i think we need to be the ones to give this problem a platform yeah i completely agree we need to Slow down this flusher. It's snatching up keys left and right. Other than that, Connecticut, you have our hearts. Beautiful, beautiful state. We drove through it. It was really beautiful. Really beautiful. As was Rhode Island, New Haven, such a stunning town I'd never seen stunning. before. Stunning. And so re really New England, like you're pretty this time of year. <laughs> <laughs> New England, you're gorgeous. You have my heart. New England, I think I'll stay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Okay. Well, that's our weekend wrap up. We obviously have a lot to talk about. Real Houses of Potomac was a real show-stopping episode last night. It was one that made me think. Made me think a lot. I do know where I stand now. And it was one of the best episodes of TV, reality TV Housewives that we've seen in a very long time. So I do look forward to getting there. I have a lot of thoughts. Yeah, me too. It was really... Um, wonderfully edited, might I add, but we'll get into it in the TV recap section. Okay, so without further ado, it is time for the Fast Five stories that you, yes, you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. Okay, I have a confession to make. Mm. Over the weekend, I came in contact with someone who had RDH. Eek. And? Yeah, and, and as everyone knows, it's highly contagious. So I'm back on my meds, but the doctor did recommend one kind of holistic approach that he recommended I try on Monday morning. Okay, anything to, to help you alleviate the pain. Today's episode is brought to you by Noom. Getting in shape doesn't have to be about losing a specific amount of weight or a magic number on the scale. It's about building healthier habits and feeling better about yourself. If fitting into that favorite pair of jeans is your goal, great. But there are many reasons why you might want to practice self-care and every person is totally different. Noom is the habit-changing solution that helps users learn to develop a new relationship with food through personalized courses. Based in psychology, Noom teaches you why you do the things you do and empowers you with the tools you need to break bad habits and replace them with better ones. Noom is not a diet. It is a healthy and easy-to-stick-to way of life where no food is considered good, bad, or off-limits. Noom simply teaches you moderation, and it can be used in conjunction with many pre-existing popular diets if you want. They don't tell you what to do or how to do it on Noom. They just teach you how to look inside yourself and your own mind and make better decisions for yourself. They've won a, personally, one of my favorite things about Noom is their food database. It's like the biggest and most accurate. And sometimes when I do want to track my food, I find some of these apps to be so confusing and they like have no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah. So Noom has like the biggest and most accurate food database available. It lets you track your meal habits, helps you visualize your portion size and then see calorie density at a glance. When we're all strapped for time, Noom is just asking you to commit to 10 minutes a day for yourself. And if you're human, it's totally okay if you go off track. There's no shaming with Noom. Just tips to help you get back on track tomorrow. You can chat with a goal specialist and the Noom community to get and give help to people going through the exact same things. You don't have to change it all in one day. Small steps make big progress. Sign up for your trial today at Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash toast. What do you have to lose? Visit Noom.com slash toast to start your trial today. That's Noom.com slash toast. Check it out. Check it out. Okay. First story premium content alert because Rihanna's Savage X Fenty Volume 2 special began streaming on Amazon Prime Video on Friday and Lizzo stole the show. 
she was yes. dancing to D'Angelo in blue lingerie and delivered several standout moments in appe- appearing in a sexy all blue look that included the brand Savage Not Sorry lace bra and commitment issues fishnet body stocking along with the matching gloves and a metallic blue manicure. Um, so, I mean, this show, like, every year is so stellar, and it's just so crazy how in the course of two years, like, Savage literally did what the Victoria's Secret fashion show could never do, which is, like, Mm -hmm. be cool and good, and I love that it's become this, like, moment every year, and I love that they include Erica Jane. I just feel like, I honestly can't believe it. It's, like, to me, that's, like, the craziest thing. Yeah, no, but everyone who was there was just, like, so epic, Mm -hmm. and- they just have the best taste in casting and in dancing and styles and lingerie. Just everything is so on point. And I'm so glad that it came to Amazon for everyone to be able to watch now. Yeah. And I also feel like it's just like as a model or if you're a performer, it's probably just like the most fun show or like gig to participate in. Like I can't imagine it's not just like the best time, even in COVID. Totally. So it features performances from Travis Scott, Rosalia, Bad Bunny, and Miguel, with cameos from Bella Hadid, Normani, Paris Hilton, Lizzo, and more. Just sickening. Everything of the sort. Wait, speaking of Erica Jane, did you see yes. that Christine Quinn? Oh. oh, no, not what I was going to say. Christine Quinn posted um, a series of Instagram dancing videos with Mikey Minden. Oh, my God. I, I saw her dancing videos. I didn't know that was Mickey. Yeah who's Erica Jane's creative director. So, like, there's crossover there. Wait, that's crazy. And what I thought you were going to bring up is very unfounded, totally baseless rumors going around that Erica Jane has been demoted um, on Beverly Hills to friend of housewife for the next season, which is, like, not that crazy. Yeah, so I do think the rumors are baseless. And as far as rumors go, like, I'm not really taking these to heart, but just between you and I discussing the possibility of if they were true, it's not that far-fetched. I really do feel like in the last few seasons, she sort of just like stayed, like she's just been like a friend. Like she really doesn't like to get too involved and is it doesn't contribute to like the maximum amount of drama. And I think what she does contribute is so significant. And for that reason, she doesn't need to continue contribute drama because she contributes like Luke's and major moments and inspires those moments in the rest of the group. And I do think the group needs an inspirational leader like that. But as 100%. far as real housewives banter goes, like she's not really about it anymore. Yeah. If we weren't like so head over heels obsessed with her and her whole aesthetic, I would have been like really supporting this idea because at the end of the day, the show is about the storyline, the narrative, the drama, and she's really not been involved in it for like, two years maybe more so the possibility of her being demoted is not that crazy I just think it's it's wild because she's one of those people when we talk about housewives like from at a glance and we talk Mm -hmm. about certain people who's coming on the platform has literally revitalized or just created this insane brand I think of that like with Bethany and I really think of that with Erica Jane like she was you know talented and had a following before but now she's in vogue she's at Savage and all of that is because of Housewives and I wonder if that goes away if Housewives goes away or is she now a household name I don't know I think she's a household name but you know I being on TV always helps yeah never hurts Never, ever heard. Speaking of TV, the CMA 2020 Awards have their hosts, and they're switching it up. Reba McIntyre and Darius Rucker will be hosting the 2020 CMA Awards. This is Darius Rucker's first time hosting and McIntyre's fifth time hosting the show. Last year, she shared the stage with fellow female country legends Carrie Underwood and Dolly Parton. Wait, this is a fabulous duo. And, you know, in award show hosting, sometimes you just stumble upon like an amazing duo and you don't realize that like they were meant to be and I think like 10 years ago people figured out that like Carrie Underwood and Brad Paisley were a great duo but I'm over them like officially and I think I have to see it in action but I think that Reba and Hootie might just might be the next big duo in country music I said it here first Yeah, I think this is going to be really, really great. I'm excited for the CMAs in general because I just love the Country Music Association. Um, And and I'm looking forward to a new hosting duo in town. Like as someone who's part of a hosting duo, Mm -hmm. I have so much respect, admiration, and appreciation for other hosting duos. And so I really think that like I'm the Darius to your Reba. 
is what I would say. Oh, that's interesting. Well, what I was also going to say is like another added layer is, I don't think we reported, but Darius Rucker got divorced. I think I did see that. So he is like a single man out on the town. And I think that like the CMAs is like his bat mitzvah, like he's coming out. Yeah. No, I think that the CMA stage is a great place to like showcase a, a single man. Right. And everyone else watching, like, well, like, you know, might throw their hat in the ring. Yeah, I mean, I was. <laughs> yeah, totally. And it, his daughter's a toaster, right? Oh yes! Oh my god! And um, her mom. Yeah. So, anyways, it's just this is exciting. The CMA Awards will air. Air. <laughs> I love when real when award shows air. <laughs> they will air. On Wednesday, November 11th. Okay, that's so far away. So far away, but right around the corner. I will be 28 when they air. Oh, yes, big birthday. We got to plan something for Jackie's B-Day. Yeah, we're planning something good. I'm really excited, but we have to, like, we have to cement our plans, you know? We also need to make sure, like, if we're going somewhere, that the state isn't on the quarantine list, because had we known, we didn't realize until Sunday that we had to be quarantined, which is fine, but we just can't keep going away and then having to, like, quarantine for two weeks. We have to work. Yeah, or, like, we have to go away for as long as we have to quarantine. Like, make it worth our while. Yeah, yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out, but I also do think that, like, every state worth going to is on the quarantine list. Of course. If it's, like, if it's yeah. not on the list, why? <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't come back here. Oh, I like that idea. Yeah, totally. Okay, next story. Pregnant Stassi Schroeder says her daughter has a hole in her heart. Pregnant Stassi Schroeder opened up about a health scare she recently faced with her unborn baby girl. Posting a photo of artwork from her baby's nursery, the former Vanderpump Rules star wrote, after I bought this, we discovered she has a hole in her heart and it was the worst week of our lives waiting to find out just how serious it was. After a week of actual hell on heart, the doctors said it's incredibly small and should heal on its own. This piece of art means so much more now. So it's a really beautiful picture of a heart with, um, I think some butterflies flying out of it. And this is just a crazy story. Yeah, I don't know if this is like a common thing or because I've obviously never been pregnant um but what a scary like thing to have the doctor say like ma'am your daughter has a hole in her heart like what yeah like that sounds extremely serious I'm glad to hear that it's something that will heal but I don't know that's just crazy I hadn't heard something like I that saw before. um her Instagram story and it was like really really sad and then I saw um like outlets writing it up like making it clickbait which is just like so what? bizarre because it was just, like, people coming, like, using someone's doll. I don't know. It just felt so um, unethical to me. But maybe I have a high bar for ethics. Maybe you do, but that does sound unethical. Speaking of ethics, where's Theo? He's gone. Where'd he go? He was under my bed, but um father is making noise in the kitchen and therefore i believe theo followed him in there oh so father won with his noise in the kitchen well some more exciting pregnancy news in our new quarantine pregnancy of the day news yeah who's pregnant sadie robertson is expecting her first child with husband christian huff she's screaming with excitement okay i need to call you out on something what why is this a story because I like her. No, I mean, like, I like her too, but, like, really? Was there, like, nothing else? I mean, it's exciting pregnancy news by an exciting pregnancy girl. I don't know why okay. it wouldn't be Okay, news. I'm just, I just, th I think it was an interesting choice. But, you know, it is your responsibility here on The Toast to choose the news. And I won't, I won't judge. I was just wondering if there was, if you were feeling okay. I am feeling great, actually, because Sadie <laughs> Robertson is pregnant. And she's going to be a mom. Fabulous. The fabulous. The Duck Dynasty alumna and her husband, Christian Huff, are expecting their first child together. On Sunday, the couple announced on their respective Instagram accounts that they're going to be the proud parents of a little bundle of joy. And in part B of today's pregnancy news, oh, Kiara Ferragni is pregnant as well. Oh my God, when Jackie and I were together this weekend and we were like sharing information, Jackie was like, Kiara Frogney's pregnant. And I'm like, oh my God. And we were just like, you know, they say like, you really truly never know what's going on behind closed doors. And I believe that like nothing is really what it seems, but 
uh, and nobody's life is perfect. And I really believe that. But I think if we were to find someone's life who was really close to it, it would be Kiara Fragni. And I really wouldn't be mad if I had to like switch places with her for a month. Yeah. I was actually just stalking her Instagram because I wanted to see like what was her official pregnancy post. And it was a picture of her son with the sonogram followed by like a bunch of other pregnancy content. And like, she's just like, her life is so wonderful looking. And I know things aren't always what they seem looking, but I also do feel like it's that way as well. Like it's just a nice life. Because she's like, she has a wonderful family that she's created. She has a wonderful family that like she's surrounded by. She has all of her sisters. Like they seem extremely steamy. She's extremely successful. I watched her documentary. And sometimes those documentaries like do highlight the flip side. And I just don't really recall there. Like she had gone through some stuff in her past, like with her ex. And so I'm sure that was really difficult for her. But it just feels like right now where she's at, this is where she's meant to be. But then you also have to think about it with a critical eye. Like, Kiara Faragni is so successful because she was really the first to do what she did. Like, her blog took her all these different places, and she found success in social media where literally your responsibility most of the time is to, like, make it all look good and okay. So, of course, mm-hmm. she's the best at it, and maybe that's why we think that her life is so great, you know? But it is so great. Yes. But, like, every single social media influencer or blogger, like, yes, their Instagram is their highlight reel but I just feel like I, I see that the fact that it's a highlight reel, like I feel like she's always filming like the quieter moments in her life. She'll go away for a weekend and post like a 10 slide carousel of just like the best weekend ever, you know, like every weekend for her feels like Newport. Yeah. That must be really nice. You know? And she's just like, uh, her husband and her are like, they're A-list Italian celebrities and their son is so cute and their family's cute and now she's pregnant. And, And so I just think, I'm really happy for her. Yeah, no, this is fabulous news. Just like adding more fabulosity to her life. And the, I think we that's what we can all really aim for in our lives. Like a, an abundance of fabulousness. That's, a, yeah. that's the name of today's episode. An abundance of fabulousness. I was feeling like um, extremely Oh, you don't like my fl- name? I was thinking extremely hasty flush. Oh, 100%. You're so okay. right. And that's why you're in charge here and I'm not. <laughs> Okay, fifth and final story, which was going to be our segue into our Keeping Up recap until I found out you didn't watch, but. Well, I just want it noted. I didn't watch for a reason because I think it's confusing when it's like, we were supposed to recap something on Friday. We recap it on Monday. No, we'll just recap it next Friday. Yeah, no, I, I feel that as well. I just, when I got home yesterday from the trip, I went to my DVR and I watched the things that were recorded that I usually need to watch. Anyways. Well, if I'm being honest, um, I was illegally using your YouTube TV on my Apple TV. And when I came home this weekend, it was logged out. Wow. And I think your husband logged me out because you can only be logged into so many devices. And therefore, I am not a priority. And I just hate going back to my other input for my cable. Like, if I could live on my Apple TV forever, I, I can. So I downloaded the Spectrum app where I could watch cable live. But I can't access my DVR. Yeah, so here's the two things that I'm hearing. Yes, one, my husband probably did log you out because, like, he only logged you in under the guise that you would log out at some point because he can only <laughs> log into so many things and he has things he needs to log into. Yes. Two, sounds He's like... He's very territorial with the log in, log out. He is very territorial. Sounds like, number two, you need to get YouTube TV. Well, you know, I used to, like, really shame you and secretly you judge did. you. You did. For being a cord cutter. I'm like, really? You're going to be that girl? But I literally refused to go onto my Spectrum app. And I only really use the, I'm sorry, I refuse to go back to cable. And the only time I use cable is for things we recap here. So if I could find a way to watch in real time on my Apple TV, I think it would be a great success. I just feel weird about not having cable, like in the event of an emergency. I don't know, like, no, or like-, like a major world event. It just feels weird. It's like not having a landline. But here, the thing about YouTube TV is like, you think it's like something strange, but it look, the interface is just like cable. I could go turn on ABC News right now and, and have live TV. You are yes, aware. No, I totally, I hear what you're saying and you're saying everything is true and tried and true. But there's just a part of me that's very traditional. And I think that traditional part of me like can't let go of the cable box. I know it sounds crazy. I just feel like as someone who's like pioneering a really a new wave of media and that would be 100%. You, 
that the fact that you can cut your cords and put your money where your mouth is and, and walk the walk while you talk the talk is sick. Yes, I would agree. But I also, if, if I may offer a rebuttal, I do think it's what makes me interesting. I'm like this 21st century girl who's so traditional with her spectrum cable box. If I may, um, yeah. I don't think anyone is really looking too closely at how you watch your television. Therefore, no. you should watch what suits you best and not worry about what others think of you. You know what? And if I could just like piggyback <laughs> off of that <laughs> really quickly. Um, <laughs> I just think like it's worth noting that I'm not necessarily, um, you know, keeping my cable box for the approval of others. <laughs> I'm more so just trying to like be true to who I am. And I think maybe that's something you don't understand. Yeah, but I, if I may, um, I think that people change. And I think mm. that you're changing in so many ways, but your regressive approach to cable is no offense, holding you back. Hmm. And if I could just like leapfrog off of that, I would just like to say, can we move on? <laughs> I won then. Yeah, you are. Okay. Um, let's dive into TV recap. I want to no, talk no, about no. Potomac. You skipped over our fifth and final story where Northwest is going to tell you how to make the world better. Jackie, I swear on my life, you already said fifth and final. Yeah, but I didn't say the story. Oh. Shows how much you listen. Yeah, no, I don't. Shows, okay, go. Shows how much these stories mean to you. <laughs> okay. But um, CR Fashion Book is asking fashionable folk how they'd make the world a better place. And fledgling fashion star Northwest had a simple answer. So profound. Are you ready? How she make the how she make the world better? Do tell. Dogs. She's obviously spoken with Theo. She obviously has. She said, "I would make everybody love each other and make the coronavirus go away and make everyone have more dogs." Oh my God! Wait, this is like such a whole. Like every now and then. Kids just say the darndest things that are so unbelievably sweet and wholesome and that just make you want to, like, cry. Because, like, Northwest doesn't even understand, like, the divisiveness and, like, the sadness and the hurt and the turmoil in this country right now. And little does she know, she just offered, like, a brief reprieve from all of that turmoil. She she really did. And this week's episode of Keeping Up, we'll recap it next week, but um, it was so good and she was just a star and it's clear how much she loves animals cute ones and not cute ones mm. and i think that this policy that she is putting forth should 100 percent be enacted well you everyone, know her and everyone should have more dogs well her parents are you know very political kanye was considering at one point running for president kim has you know an in at the white house i do think that if there's any family that could make this legislation pass it's Kim and Kanye. Yeah. And I, and I do think that it would be exactly what the world needs right now. So I'm glad that the CR fashion book reached out to her to get her take because it's just funny. It's Cause like the I, only I never, I never really thought of CR fashion book as like the leading political analysis journal, but clearly they are. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Surprising. Yes. And now that's the news you needed to know. Um, let's do TV recap because I really want to hear your thoughts on Potomac and I want to just briefly, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I want to talk about SNL being back. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't watch it, but we can talk about it. I watched clips on YouTube. Like I didn't watch in full because I'm not a loser on a Saturday night. I was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I actually was fully asleep. Okay, so our TV recap segment is brought to you by New X. New X is the CBD company you just need in your life. Their mission is to provide their customers with the highest quality products at a reasonable price. With years of experience in sourcing, manufacturing, and development, their goal is to make CBD accessible to the masses. They never sacrifice the quality of their products, and they are natural, pure, and most importantly, they are fully tested. Um, they have fabulous products, and some CBD companies nowadays are just insane in their pricing. Um, and I feel like this is really the most reasonably priced, affordable CBD company. I really like the gummies, which are only $9.99, but they also make um, the shots, which are $4.99, and the tinctures, which are fast acting and easy to use. Those are $9.99. They have tons of products. The gummies are just always my favorite because who doesn't love a little snack with their CBD? But they're super delicious, come in a bunch of different flavors, and they're all dosed out totally equally, which I have found in other CBD companies they don't do, which is like really annoying because you don't know like how many gummies to take, but 
with new X, you just take the same amount every time. And it's really a fabulous brand and a fabulous product. Um, and if you want to visit new X and purchase something, they have great products. You can use our discount code toast for 20% off a limited time. The website is new X N U dash X.com code is toast for 20% off a limited time. All their brand, the products are fabulous. Check it out. A bunch of you guys are always asking for my CBD recommendations and now you have it. Yeah. Amazing, amazing products. I look forward to getting into them some more while I'm home in the queue. Back in the queue. Queue is perfect time to get into CBD. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into Potomac. Okay. So let's just really talk about the editing because it was really just like a Every time they freeze-framed and then went back to the therapy, it was really kind of brilliant. I'm not going to lie. Yes, um, except that I was just, like, really involved in the conversation between Monique and all the women. And, and oh, going back to, like, Candace and her therapist was just not nearly as interesting to me. But, no, yeah, no the way it was filmed and, and they would have the woman talking with, like, behind her what happened. You know, sort of like a war movie with, like, the flashbacks. Yes. 1917. Yes. And so I agree. It was, it was extremely well filmed. Um, now I want to get into the actual contents because last week I felt differently than I do this week. And part of me just was like, a lot of the women are being really dramatic. And I understand like Giselle's hesitance. Um, a lot of the women don't want to be associated with like the, the stereotype of black women. And I totally get that. But I just felt like some of them were being really judgmental. Like when Giselle was like, me and Jamal, he's a pastor. Like, we have an image to protect. And it's like, okay, those in glass houses, girlfriend, like, should not, you have your own shit. Like, Monique is not your problem in terms of protecting your image. Like, and I felt like Wendy was being a little condescending. And it was very clear that a lot of them just went into the meeting, like, with their minds completely made up. And I think that was Wendy, Giselle, and a little bit of Robin. Towards the end, like, Robin came around a little bit. But I just felt like Karen was being so understanding and, like, such a good host. And I was really, like, living for Karen. Um, yeah. And Ashley, too. I, I mean, I'm just that type of person where... But then I devil's advocate. I feel like Monique was, like, not really that apologetic. And she had to come in there and swallow her pride. And she just could not do that. She, like, did the most that she could do, which is, like, say she was embarrassed. But her not being... Like, of course, Candace is annoying as fuck. And, she like, she was wrong in the argument. But now the argument is just... it's it's irrelevant. Like you really got way too physical. And so for me, I felt like Monique could have done a better job in that meeting. Um, and that's where I was taking Wendy's side. But then sometimes Wendy and Giselle were just coming off like so condescending, like they never made a mistake in their lives. And for that, I was really on team Karen and Ashley. So I'm Great. once again in the middle. Great. I'm glad that I waited one week to see how this played out so that I could come here today and tell you. I am firmly on Monique's side. Okay. Firmly. I feel very strongly about it. I want the conversation between all of the women and her was important that they had it. I thought that Giselle and Robin were so hard on Monique, like unnecessarily. And I felt like they've sort of just been waiting for a reason to not like her. And 100%. unfortunately she gave it to them. She accepted responsibility for what she did. As far as remorse, I actually kind of, I felt like she was just being honest. Yes, she didn't say everything that you want her to say so we can just forgive her and move on. But she was being honest about how she felt that in that moment, like and a week, how many days it was after the fact, like she was still in shock and still hadn't processed her feelings. You know, she wasn't just like saying things to smooth it over to get back on the show. And the fact that she would even say like, maybe I don't need to be a part of this anymore. Like realizing that maybe this show isn't what's best for her. Like I... I have to respect that. And she said over and over, like, I don't want to be judged by like my worst moment or my worst decision. And I think that that's completely fair. Also, Agreed. as much as like she made it physical and I do not condone violence and, and it shouldn't get to that level. Like when she started to tear up, when she was like, when someone's coming for you and, and talking at you and like, you know, messing with you, there has to be repercussions for that. And like, she was like, she doesn't, she's not just going to stand by while she gets like picked on or yelled at or rumor spread about her family. Like she's, she's going to like, what's she going to do? She's going to drag you. So I watched her on Watch Rappin's Live and I feel like there is definitely like a really obvious missing piece in this whole thing, which is like, how did we get from like being friends with Sharice to this? And it's so much more than that. And 
um, Monique was saying on Watch Trap and Slide, like, it's frustrating. Like, people don't know. And she is really going to lay it all out for everyone on the reunion because there's so much that we don't know. And, like, I feel like we're really informed viewers. And, like, we read all the tweets and whatever. And so we kind of have an idea. But Monique did confirm on Watch Trap and Slide, like, the rumor being spread. It's not just, like, being friends with Sharice and, like, making out with her trainer. It's that the trainer was the father of her most recent child, which is such yeah. a fucked up rumor. So it's so much bigger than this. And I feel like maybe a lot of people aren't taking or like even understanding Monique's side of it because there's so much going on that's off camera, which is so frustrating. Yeah. Also, I was like reading on Twitter just to see how other people felt. And like most of the tweets are have Monique's back and think that Giselle and Robin are, are such hypocrites. And they're just like coming so hard for her. And like the fact when they started to say like she's setting a bad example for her daughter. And that was mean. That was mean. Was so unnecessary, especially when you put it in the context of like this is pretty much a a very similar fight that was just had between Margaret Trosis and Danielle Staub. Like, yeah. It's, it was just, it got, they were really just enjoying it too much. And that really bothered me when I did feel like Monique went in there with her tail between her legs like was not trying to justify just explain how she got to that point not saying that she was justified in her reaction but just that like that is how it happened I felt like they were being so unnecessarily harsh and when Karen said like when things get hard for my friends I don't walk away like I soldier up that's how I feel about my stands like just because Monique's yeah. going through it right now she didn't behave in a way that was like you know the best doesn't mean I'm gonna walk away from her I thought Karen Huger was the absolute hero of the episode. She was so, and like Giselle was just coming in, like even with her bodyguard, which was like funny, I guess. It was just like so silly and like it was a serious thing. And I just felt like, I love how Karen like literally made the bodyguard sit in the kitchen and like had no time for Giselle and her silly skit. Her theatrics. Yes, thank you. That's the word. Also, I thought as she was being a really great friend, like she recognized that what Monique did was wrong, but not that like she has this issue of like, we can't be around her. Like I did, I really just felt like the women were blowing it out of proportion. And then Monique said on Watch What Happens Live that eventually a few days later, like after, cause she went home and she had to take care of her kids and like her husband and, you know, she didn't have a, a chance to process it. And it took her a longer time to like get to a place of remorse. And when she started to have that feeling, she immediately texted a producer asking if they could set up time for her and Candace to talk about it. Great. Right, so she could apologize. Not a few hours later, Monique got an email from Candace's attorney and it became a legal situation. So that conversation never happened. But it, it, according got to it. Monique, it's not for lack of trying. And she also was just being like real about processing her emotions. I feel like for me, things take time. Like sometimes something happens and it takes me a few days to even know, understand how I feel about it. And so the fact that she didn't go into that meeting and just say what she knew the women needed to hear and like be phony, I really respect it. Cause like, I think yeah. human emotions and there it's more complicated than just sometimes like I did this I'm sorry you know there's a lot that goes into it and Monique did feel attacked and when she feels attacked she's gonna start swinging and I I yeah I understand well what I thought was interesting is that I mean we know that this fight has is like a cornerstone of the season like it's an important like and like it's been hyped up a lot but I didn't really know that it unravels into like this whole legal thing and like all the husbands get involved and we got like a big preview for the rest of the season last night and it looks I mean all the previews always look good but it really looks fabulous. It does but it also doesn't look like there's much Monique and I feel like maybe that's because they don't want us to know if she gets back into the group but it doesn't seem like she's in Portugal. I didn't I see her in one same scene. thing. And maybe, maybe she does need a break because when things get to that level and you know what, like if what she says is true about the way that these women have spread rumors about her family. And even remember a few seasons ago when that, but right before she got pregnant, where it was like, she fell asleep at the wheel and they were all just like starting like really down. Like there's one thing between like idle gossip and like these damaging rumors that like, like I don't even, I wouldn't even repeat, you know? So like, to have people coming for you in that way, like sometimes you need to take a step back. And so maybe that's what she's going to do. And, and I totally respect that. Well, what's frustrating is like, if it remains as bad as it is, which I don't think it gets any better, we really can't exist for much longer with a show that consists of Candace and both Monique. Like it's too toxic. And at the end of the day, I don't think Bravo could really ever fire Candace over Monique. I don't know. I mean, maybe 
I don't know how they could, but like just looking at fan reactions and usually I never agree with Twitter. So I hate to be like, that's where I'm going to base this off of, but and Andy said on Watch What Happens Live last night, like, people are split about this. Like, there's no yeah. everyone's on this side or everyone's on that side. So it's it's just a really complex situation. I did feel like the women were not giving Monique any grace. Like, and I any, agree. And they were just, like, too excited to have a reason to disregard Monique. Yeah, and, like, at the end of the day, it's always hard to be the person in Monique's position, and even though I do think she could have been a little bit more remorseful, um, I just didn't think it was cool that, like, some of the women were just, like, kicking her when she was down. Yeah, I I agree, and I just thought they over, they, they overplayed it. They can be, like, critical of her and let them know that they don't stand by what she did, but, like, to say the thing about her daughter and so mean. Giselle saying the thing about, like, her children, like, bringing, like, children, like, using children to, like, make your point stronger, I just, I don't agree with it in the context of the show. Oh, and then also a great segue to SNL was last night Monique was on with Bo and Yang, who, like, I never would mm-hmm. expect was the biggest Housewives fan, like, he knew everything. He was hilarious, like, I really thoroughly enjoyed him, and now we need him to do a Housewives skit on SNL. Yeah. They do them sometimes, but I think it has been a while. They do it very, very rarely. And I think um, A.D. Bryant, what, is she still on? Yeah. She's a huge Housewives fan. I think it's like literally always her writing the skits. No, I think there's like a lot of Housewives fans. I even think like Cecily Strong, she's on um, Watch What Happens Live Watch kind Happens of Live. often. So. They actually do a lot of like Watch What Happens Live um, SNL crossover. Well, SNL was back this week with Well, um, that's Megan also because they're both in New York, so. And they're both a part of NBC family. Totally. Um, SNL was back this week. I watched a bunch of the skits online. Honestly, the only thing worth seeing, well, it was all good, but the only thing like people are talking about is Megan The Stallion's performance. And I just have to say, I want to put it on record. Like Megan The Stallion is really like coming up on my list of people I'm fucking obsessed with. Like she always looks unbelievable. Like I thought her performance was, I mean, her music is so good and her performance had a really powerful message about protecting black women. And it was just amazing. If you haven't seen it yet, I mean, it's all over Instagram. I saw it on Garcelle's Instagram first, but watch it on YouTube and the skits were good. It was just like weird to be back in SNL, like everyone in the audience, like wearing a mask. Yeah. Um, I saw it on Garcelle's Instagram also. And also you guys can't, there's no video today, but my cup matches Megan Thee Stallion's performance. Yes, it does. Because this they were wearing, you'll see. Maybe I'll put a picture on my Instagram. Um, yeah, do you watch any of the skits? Yeah, I mean, Chris Rock is amazing. Um, I just like, sometimes I'm in the mood for SNL and sometimes I'm not. And I feel like I'm only in the mood for SNL when it's, I happen to catch it live. Well, I think that it's like watching something live, like an award show, you wouldn't watch it after the fact. That's true, but The thrill of so watching much- something live. Yeah, I mean, there's so much going on in the world that, like, it must be, like, a great time to be a writer for SNL. Um, So that's an interesting, it's, like, an interesting time to be watching it. But they have announced um, a bunch of people coming up. Morgan Wallen. Oh, my God, I saw this weekend Morgan Wallen. Um, And who's hosting while he's on? Bill Burr. Can't wait. And then the week after that, Issa Rae and Justin Bieber. Amazing. Oh, that's so exciting. Good lineup. And yeah. it's, it's exciting that they're back in the studio and yes, the audience yes. wearing masks, but that's, you know, getting back to normal. And I think I feel that like, is exciting. I feel like in SNL history, like we will look back on those Zoom episodes, like with shame in our eyes. Yeah. No, with so much, so much shame. Kind of the way we look back on Zoom toast. 100%. But it was a dark time for everyone and therefore yeah. we don't judge. No, we do not judge. And speaking of Zoom toast, this was That's Zoom it. Toast. Oh, by the way, I did want to add a follow-up to a story from last week, if you don't mind. Okay. Because I know you were curious about how, about how Buddy Belastro was going to continue making <laughs> cakes. I actually cakes. have been seeing so many updates about this man's broken arm. Cake Boss star Buddy Belastro tries to ice cake with left hand after injury. Buddy Velastro is taking his recovery one day at a time. On Saturday, he shared a handful of images as he decorated cakes with his family using his left hand, having mangled his dominant hand last month in an accident at his home bowling alley. Devastating. A huge loss for the cake community. Yeah, well, I'm glad to see, you know, he's using his other hand. 
and that we have an update on this story that I know Claudia was on the edge of her seat. And millions of Americans. And millions of toasters. Um, that's our show for you guys. Hope you're enjoying the podcast episodes. Bear with us um, as we quarantine. And yeah, anything we want to add before we wrap this baby up? No, um, we'll be doing Zoom Toast podcast only for the next two weeks. We're back so, October 19th in studio. So put it on October, But we'll do Zoom episodes every day. And we hope that you guys enjoyed. Watch out for those extremely hasty flushes because it could be you calling a tow truck in Connecticut. If you find yourself in a Connecticut rest stop in the next couple of days, try not to be blinded by the glitz and the glamour of the fabulousness of the rest stop and put your keys in your purse, zip it up, and don't put it in your bra because it's a big mistake. You know what? Let me be the lesson, okay? Let me be the lesson here. Bachelor, learn your lesson. Also, this harks back to a point that is near and dear to my heart, which is that um, you should just sit on the toilet instead of squatting. (laughs) Jackie has an amazing, amazing theory that women around the world need to listen and get on board with because it only works if all women are in on it together. Jackie, please elaborate. If everyone sat on the toilet directly, there would be no pee on the seat. So we would each just be sitting on a clean toilet. I mean, the back of your thighs and your butt cheeks are not a dirty surface. So I don't mind- I don't mind sharing that surface with you. I do mind sitting on your pee. And I do mind bending over to wipe up your pee. So I think as women, if we all just sat on the toilet, one, we would trust each other more because I'm not looking around the restaurant wondering whose pee I just sat on. (laughs) Yes. Two, our thighs would be thankful that we are no longer squatting. Mm -hmm. And three the keys would not fall into the toilet. That's the most important point here, okay? Yeah. Think of all the keys, cell phones lost because of women who pee on the seat. And, you know, yesterday when we were in this predicament, I was trying to place blame, you know, because it couldn't be my fault, you know? So, like, who am I really angry at? And I was thinking maybe I was angry at Sam because she was the one who wanted to pull over to pee, but then that's really not fair. Then I was thinking I'm mad at the state of Connecticut for them and their darn automatic flushes. But now I'm mad at women for making me squat. (laughs) I think that's the perfect takeaway. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday. So if you're listening to this on the podcast app, please find us anywhere you listen to podcasts, the Morning Toast, and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. We hope you have an amazing day and enjoyed this episode, and we will see you tomorrow for the same thing all over again. Bye. Bye.